0: Give
1: me your honest thoughts on tarantula. You know, my honest thought is? Stop. All you're doing is playing with your action figure.
0: You guys got your poles out? I make the exact
1: same face when I said on my nard sucks. Okay, now you hit me. Okay, then I'll hit you. I think gonna work for me, brother. <laughs> someone want 18 holes? Oh, yeah.
0: I love WrestleMania 9. Break his neck. I got robbed a couple times in the alley there.
1: <laughs> Shivani, who would be your coffee table in this situation? Boy, do I got a lot of
2: issues. That honky donkey man. I want the one I earned. Talk amongst yourself, boys. Oh, you're such a piece of shit.
1: Listen to me! Why don't you go Canadian destroy your own
2: dick? You gotta quit stealing the money. Fit <laughs> the Booker's Nards out of your mouth.
1: Got a lot of issues with you people. Don't shit on the product. What happened to the guy that loved professional wrestling? Now you want to watch a fucking gymnastics meet i'm tired of watching a grown man play with his action figures give me your honest opinion on the canadian destroyer look at me how special i am i got 700 twitter messages to look at
2: i'm more of a mosaic guy myself lost my train of thought
1: the match isn't about you bitch stop it you say Jive Soul, bro. I'm thinking Slick Dancing. They're just <laughs> standing right are waiting for people to fall on them, man. You're thinking you're going up to Pitch Hit for Frank Thomas? You're not. You hit me and then I'll hit you. Baby fucking patty cake on a guy's chest. It's likely going to suck. I might throw something through my TV set. In association with the Shining Wizards Network, Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast presents... A Festivus special guys this is our second annual festivus special well everybody out there is you know doing their their holiday cheering maybe they're caroling along not us that's not what we do at gorilla brain wrestling podcast we we take part in festivus man We, we 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 enjoy we honor each other in a lot of ways during festivus i'm here handsome kevin i got my main man the old baggy boy Dookie B. I got uh, oh yeah, lover boy, treehorn all day, the dancing boy himself, Mister Island Island Day, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah.
2: Evan, you're not in charge of nicknames anymore,
1: but... <laughs> yeah, man. I think Island Al sounds great, dude. What do you think on the island? <laughs> what do you think of Island Al?
0: That's got a little bit of a ring to it. What
1: about Al Island?
2: No. No. What do Island, you think, Al? Al? I mean, Maybe if you i like one, one, you know, that would be the thing, you know, that, that it wouldn't be called Al Island. though. <laughs> tre-
1: Treehorn Island?
2: It'd be Kevin, stay out. If <laughs> Molly is welcome anytime. Kevin, stay out. <laughs> My wife! <laughs> I just know Molly enjoys the vacations and stuff. And if we had the island, like you know, Cassie and her would probably get into shenanigans. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking that the uh, you know she'd probably just take care of the island while yeah. you guys were there or not there. That'd be about the end of it for me.
2: Yeah, Molly and Bailey just moved down. Yeah, Kevin yeah, come to visit every once in a while.
1: <laughs> every here and there, yeah. Every here and there, me and old baggy boy will be sitting up here going back to back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh
2: yeah
1: oh yeah well that was a that was a hell of a face when you just sit on your nuts i (laughs) I I make the exact same face when i sit on my nard sauce
2: oh i'm glad this isn't on video right now (laughs) at least that the viewers or the listeners can see (laughs) that that hurt
1: well, that's funny, man. It's exactly what you look like when you you kinda of sat up and it looked like you just you just you just sat on your nuts. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's uh it's the not, old not a hamstring
2: tightened right up and just
1: Yeah, that's what I call it too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, ah
1: oh, shit, I just I mean my, my hamstring tightened up. I didn't just sit on my massive balls. <laughs> Dude, you're looking good. You're looking like you didn't sit on your nuts. How are you, man?
0: <laughs> no, man, uh, I'm doing great. Happy Festivus! <laughs> Happy Festivus to
2: you, man. You guys got your polls out?
1: My pole, you know my poll's out.
2: <laughs> There's actually a guy at work that puts one up at the office, like the Festivus poll. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's he really gets into the spirit. <laughs> is there is there a feast of strength at the office? I, uh, I've not participated in any, so I couldn't tell you, I was say you pay, have been the
0: supervisor or something.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, I've heard of inner office wrestling matches. Oh yeah. <laughs> but no, not to my knowledge. I can neither confirm nor deny. How about that?
1: Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Nobody wants to tangle with Island huh?
2: No, probably not. No, probably not. <laughs>
1: well this is uh this is festivus special number two man we did this last year we had a great time with it uh I think it'll probably be an annual thing for us because we really enjoyed doing it but this year, al, you had a bunch of new ideas to keep things kind of lively here for festivus keep things you know changing it up so I'm just gonna kick it to you man you you i'm gonna give you the i'm gonna hand you my festivus poll the floor oh, is yours. Yeah. That's,
2: that's- that's uncalled for. That's, that's Festivus foul number one. i <laughs> that down for later. Uh, but no, we. Uh, I've spent uh, the past few days really just trying to pour over the episode because we don't want to just keep regurgitating the same thing over and over again. I know last year we hit some of the high spots, but I really wanted to dig beyond just the, the face value level of the episode of Festivus. If you haven't watched it, uh, season nine, episode ten, I believe it's called "The Strike" uh, on Seinfeld. If you have your streaming services, uh, I think Peacock, Netflix, I know has it. You know, I know Netflix has it because that's what I've watched it on. But uh, yeah, just pull up the strike, give it a li- you know, give it a watch, see what you think. If you've never seen it, you don't know what we're talking about when we say "festivus." You will after that one episode for sure.
1: It's worth it. It's it's one of the better. There's not really a bad Seinfeld episode, but that's one of the better ones.
2: But uh, for this year, we're going to, uh, we got four topics for everyone. Uh, Hopefully you all enjoy and can follow along. Uh, The first one we're starting with is the Two-Face. So in this particular episode of Seinfeld, Jerry meets a a lovely new lady friend. But depending on the lighting, is how she appears. She's attractive one minute and kind of grotesque and hideous the next minute and it, it's all dependent on where they're looking so what we're going to do is our base segment where one second you love it and the next yeah nope, it's not good anymore <laughs> <laughs> and it may ping pong back and forth just depending Yeah, uh, but that's that's one of the things and I I'll, I'll jump it off here just so yeah. if you guys need to prepare or think about this so I brought my figure out, and uh here you know those of you who listen to top Pod, I've got my hangman page figure because when a e w started, this guy was one of my favorite new wrestlers to watch. I enjoyed just everything that they had him in uh the chase for the title was a lot of fun for me, but I mean, just watching him perform, watching him do things uh he broke out the uh the pitcher of beer. The first time that I recall, the night we went to Dynamite, so that was you know big pop in the crowd. The young Books took the cup away from him, and then all of a sudden he's got a pitcher of beer to drink. Yeah, I uh, a lot of things about him that it was just great, and then it's like they put the belt on him, and it just fizzled out, man, and it started to kind of wane, started to go away, and. Now it's like, you know, they, they attempt to put him in feuds and things like that. Uh, I wasn't crazy about the, uh, you know, was it the death match or you know hardcore, whatever it was with Swerve Strickland. Like yeah. a lot of that was pretty rough.
1: A uh, little bit too much gore.
2: Yeah. Not my cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, but again, you know, I've had my ups and downs with a lot of wrestlers, but that's just the one that came to mind was that when aew started oh. i was like man i can't get enough like let's more hangman yes uh-huh. you know, and now i'm just, no no it's not as good
1: did you was you were you ever off put by the whole like millennial anxious cowboy
2: not as bad um some of the storylines like that was just a uh i did not see where they were going you know what you know what are you trying to accomplish with this that's the right. thing you can have storylines and they not make sense and, you know, leave people's heads scratching. Like that's the key. You need stories in wrestling, but you also need them to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I
1: like, I, I like where you're going with that cause I, I kind of agree. Like I did like, I like him when he came on the scene, but the more he was around, the more he fizzled, the less he's done. Like, you know what I mean? For me personally, like yeah. I it's like it's harder and harder to connect with him. And for me that that really started when they started calling him the millennial anxious cowboy. How am I going to connect with a millennial anxious cowboy? I'm not. You know, what I mean? like and it just it was just riding the, the the opposite side for me all the way down to when he made that post on Twitter or his Instagram about CM Punk Figs. be he's just being a petty bitch. So yeah, yeah. I'm pretty much out on On Hangman altogether, I like I like where you're you're at though. He could be redeemed, but yeah, yeah, I I see what you're saying, Al, for sure. That's a strange moniker. It's really dumb, isn't it?
0: The yeah, the millennial anxious cowboy. Yeah, is that supposed to endear him? I don't know to the rest of us
2: with anxiety. I was gonna say those with anxiety, those that are millennials, and those that are cowboys. He's bringing (laughs) them all together.
1: It's kind of a niche market.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like it, man. I like that two-face action. Uh, If he was millennial and anxious or millennial and cowboy or anxious and cowboy, would that have got just less?
1: Okay. So like
2: if they they left one one of those out? Left one of those out, would that have made it better? No.
1: He could have been a millennial anxious mechanic, and I still wouldn't have given a shit about him.
2: But, like, if he was, instead of an anxious millennial, what if he was an anxious cowboy, and that was it?
1: Okay. What about a cowboy mechanic?
2: See, now you're just booking job. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like cross-trading there. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Nothing? I
2: mean, right. I mean oh, it's boy. cowboy mechanic. <laughs> Work on horses? I was just thinking of Charlie from "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" when he cut the brake lines. That's, you know, <laughs> that's <iconic>.
1: car, bitches. <laughs> no, I, there's, there's nothing. I don't think the, like, I don't understand that part of it. Like, just let him be a. He's a cowboy. Just let him be a cowboy. Yeah. And like cowboys, generally through the test of time, have been like you know, like hardcore, solid. like solid sure. dudes. Yeah. Like, I ain't backing down, ain't worried about shit. I'm a cowboy. Yeah. And now here's this millennial, anxious cowboy.
2: I mean, the new Blackjack should have been his mole, right?
1: Yeah. And he could have...
0: (laughs) Again.
1: That would have been fine. I would have been all right with that. I like that, Al. I like that. Duke, you you want next?
0: Sure, man. Man, I got a number of things to complain about this episode. Glad it's Festivus time. You know, it I'm is. trying to get I'm, this I'm, stuff out. <laughs> yeah, two two face, two face Duke. All right. So we uh, we've been touching on this, uh, yeah, oh yeah, for the past four, five, six months of the year of Duke and Rogue episodes. But I'm going to throw Mike TNA out there, right? Because the WCW Mike TNA, you'd see him, you know, once a show, he'd come out, he'd spat some knowledge at you. Good stuff yeah right fast forward to t n a and he's the main play by play guy, and I don't ever want to hear him again <laughs> right
1: yeah, so, I was
2: just doing the the uh, luchador match that was a, that was enough for me yeah. right right he's uh
0: how would you describe it in the last episode he's he's a good accent piece yeah but but not a good driver of the ship you know right so, yeah, he was kind of the first one that came to mind. You know, I don't want to totally discredit him because, I mean, I learned some things from him back yeah. in the day, you know. But as far as a play-by-play guy, I'm real happy that we don't have to listen to him anymore.
1: Right. He's a he's a great, a lot of ways he was a great, like, coaster. Right. Because when the Luchars came out, the your main play-by-play guy was Shivani. And, I mean, I, I imagine that Shivani maybe didn't have all the, the world knowledge of the Lucha style. So then you insert my TNA to protect Shivani, who would be your coffee table in this situation. All right. And then he'd come in, he'd see, he'd, he'd talk all of his Lucha talk until, you know, so whoever was done with their, with their cup of coffee took it off the table again, and away TNA went.
0: He must have had some other backstage duties or something. Because I was going to say, he had a pretty easy gig there. He'd show up for a match. No. Yeah. You know? Maybe. Well, he called a he, couple thunders. Was he a hotline guy or road report guy? He was, he was one of those, wasn't he?
1: No, that was Tony the Tiger.
0: What's, what's TNA's deal?
1: He, just, he was just the guy that knew all the stuff, man.
0: Hmm. And as we found out with this year of TNA, he doesn't really know
2: all the stuff.
1: <laughs> he knows <laughs> a lot less of the stuff than I ever knew.
2: <laughs> I mean, you don't want to hear all of your wrestling called by Mike TNA and Don West? No. Never again?
1: Never again. Never again. It's so bad. And
2: and Duke, this is another one
1: I com- I'm completely with you on. I don't need to hear any more Mike DNA. I just don't. His over his overreactions for, for simple things is ridiculous. His failure to call the stuff that's right in front of him, horrible. His acting is bad. It's not good. Al, I know, have you been able to to watch any of the episodes that uh, Duke and I have been covering? Have you listened I've to tried. any, Mike?
2: Yeah. I've <laughs> tried, man. It's it's like that last year of uh, WCW that you guys covered. Man, i tried. <laughs> and it's some of the times I can't get to a match because it's so bad. I just, I man, I gotta watch something better. My eyes hurt right now. So, I've, it's it's one of those that I was never a huge Mike TNA fan, but when he was on constantly, and whenever it would cut the camera, like it would show them in the booth as they're talking, if Mike TNA wasn't talking, did you ever notice his facial expressions? He was always like trying to be. Yeah. <laughs> Real tough and, you know.
1: Is that what it was? I thought he was like he was like squinting or he just ate something sour. He's like hmm. Mm. <laughs> Almost yeah. like a like a background bad guy.
2: It's I'm gonna make up some words now. <laughs> Wonder if they'll bring back the bimbos. Mm. <laughs> Apparently him and Shivani are not on the best of speaking terms anymore. I oh. think it was a big falling out. Uh, Shivani talked about it on uh, the podcast, you know, because he and Bobby uh, had a big falling out when Bobby was let go. And Bobby thought that, you know, Tony didn't, you know, was his friend and did not fight for him. And I think Mike and kind of fed into that from what, uh, I'm hearing, but, mm-hmm. Two sides to every story. Haven't heard TNAs. Don't want to hear it. I really don't care. I'm, <laughs> it doesn't affect me in any way, shape, or form. So. Speaking of two sides, what do
0: you got over there, uh, Mr. Rogue? So
1: mine's very much in the same vein of what Al was talking about. He was talking about the the Hangman Adam Page. I'm I'm pretty much just going to go with all of AEW. Like when they first, like when they first showed up, it was something completely different. It seemed like they had, it seemed like they had better stories. Now I haven't gone back and watched, but they were. It seemed like they were more functional story stories that were easier to connect with. And now it's just, it's all, it's so all over the place, and the stories don't do a damn thing for me. If like the, they aren't even stories. Like it seems like they arrived. Right, and now they're like the house guests that you can't usher out because you know it's like Duke, if you come over, and I'm, I'm like, all right, man, well, it's getting late here. it's time for me to go to bed, and you're like, yeah, well, I wanted to mention this to you like, yeah it's uh that's good, man, that's good that's great, that's great uh but it's it's really getting late. I should probably go to bed oh. Yeah, maybe I should just sleep on the couch tonight. No, I don't want you to sleep <laughs> on the couch tonight. I want you to go home. Like, but when you arrived, I was like, "Hell yeah, Duke's <laughs> here!" And I'm like, mm. "It's time for Duke to go home." It's AEW's got to do something. AEW's got to do something different, man. Cause I, and it's not even like it's not even that I hate it now and loved it when it started. Because there are there are good things throughout shows that I watch. Like you can point to things here and there. You go, that, that was good. That was enjoyable. But on the whole, it's such a back and forth of love, hate, love, hate, love, hate. And it's getting to be more hate than love. And it's not even getting to like the love. It's like getting to the like. And then hate. It's 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 pretty much all of AEW format. They've really fallen off the map.
0: Do you think the the Cody departing had a major part to do with that?
1: Yeah, I I mean I've I've said it since he left. I think when when he left AEW, AEW lost like their heart and soul. The stories are not as good. The TV is not as compelling. It's just I, he was he he clearly was a big driving force in what they were doing, and I really believe that his his departure, like they 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 lost their heart, man.
2: I think
0: it's about two years ago, right? Maybe a little over two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, right in that and ballpark. A punker must have slid in right after that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Shortly, yeah. yeah. That August following Cody's departure, I think. Uh,
0: yeah, I've, I've read some reports, and I don't much care about the business end of things, but it sounds like they're in some trouble financially. They might have gotten in over their heads with stuff, but... Uh, <sighs> I mean, Estimated
1: uh, losses around I think I spread thirty-five million. Oh jeez. And they oh. uh they said that's... that they made record record revenue they came out with it was like we made record revenue, it was hundred and seventy six and you're like, okay. What's your net? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs>
2: that common core math showing right there. Yeah, exactly. Like, that right.
0: reminds me of another company we were covering
2: <laughs> earlier this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Not too good.
2: Eerily similar. And that's the thing with AEW, when Collision started, the Saturday night show, suddenly you had a decent product on TV. It was driven by a certain guy. I mean, (laughs) not to bring him up or anything, but it was driven, you know, kind of around the storylines involving CM Punk. Mm -hmm. People love him or hate him, want to see him. Yes he's he's good for business and then the uh the whole fiasco with uh good old jack barry i i really think that he was put up with that. That, that yeah go back in there yeah get in his face could be he's a bitch
0: you guys want to make another round with this one or should we move on to the next uh next category
1: that that's that's all I had for this. You got yeah. something else you want to You got another two face in your pocket, Duke?
0: Yeah, man, just cuz I was, you know, we just wrapped up our recording of TNA, so that that's kind of been on my mind. Yeah. Uh the six sides, right? It's cool because it's different, you know. I don't know. I liked seeing it this year. I'm glad that we took we decided to take a season where they had the six sides because it was different, Yeah, but I kind of go back and forth between like digging it and just wanting my, you know, my squared circle back. Yeah. So. Eh, I like,
1: I like the six sides for like for TNA. I would hate if it was a common thread thing where, you know, more companies were using a six sided ring, but for TNA, I, I love that they use a six sided ring. I hate when they switched away from it. I hope they go back to it.
2: Yeah, the uh, good old Ulster was the one that, you know, that six sides ain't going to work for me. Bischoff. Yeah.
1: Bischoff was the one that said no more six sides.
2: Well, he, he was because there's a big giant blonde mustache right at his ear. <laughs> no. That ain't going to work for me, brother.
1: So uh, what Bischoff said, uh, I, I believe it was on his podcast, was, uh, he was trying to figure out what the six-side thing was all about, and he asked everybody that had any position of authority, power, anything in the higher-ups, why is it six sides? And the only answer that anybody gave him was, it's different. But he nixed it because he said, just being different to be different doesn't help you. If you're different to be better, that's one thing, but this is just different to be different, which I don't agree with like flipping through channels. I said this at the start of the run of episodes uh, that we did on TNA. Flipping through episodes and you're a wrestling fan and you see a six-sided ring automatically stopping automatically. If you've never seen Mm. it before, it made sense to have the six-sided ring, especially for a a new product
2: being different to be different. So let's just do the same crap that didn't work before. (laughs) or got old (laughs) and stale before because we ran it into the ground (laughs) to do that. That makes us money? No.
1: <laughs> got any of those panda drinks laying around?
0: <laughs> I, I just got one more quick two face, and it's yeah. you know at at the top of at the top of the wrestling food chain. It's you know Roman Reigns never ending title reign. I appreciate him more as this monster boss guy now than I did in the past. I think you know. Um, okay. He doesn't defend the title enough, which I hate. But yep. at the same time, he's, like I said, he's this monster boss guy and somebody real special
2: is going to have to, that's going to be a pretty big deal when somebody beats him. My big thing with Roman, you know, trying to be the monster and this amazing champion is that he, he has too much interference to be considered a monster in my book, but like, he should be destroying people just on a consistent basis. And every once in a while he's pulled out of the fire. But right. it's every time.
1: That's a fair assessment. I didn't I did I never even thought of it that way. But you say that and, like you look at Brock's title run. He rarely had like any real interference from Heyman when Heyman was with him. Right. He was he's just an ass kicker, just running through people. So that's 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 a good point. I like that point. I
2: mean a distraction is one thing too. Right. Uh, you know, having a manager distract him. But he's got like people having to attack them to help, you know, his, you know, cousins have to jump in. Right. And, you know, take the heat off of him so he can win. Yeah. So on the episode of Seinfeld, George is sitting there and he his friends are slowly finding out about this holiday his father made. And Kramer gets on board with this and he shows up with Frank at the coffee shop. And george you hear the pole dragging in and george looks up and there's you know frank costanza standing there and he brought some of the cassette tapes for george to remember his heritage and it was when george was a young boy and he's having to read this and he's like i can't read without my glasses and there's a lot of yelling and stuff and it drives george crazy but the thing we're going to talk about today on this episode is the cassette tapes the things that Either we go back and watch, and it's a sweet spot for us, like bringing back those memories like they were for Frank, where he was embracing Festivus once again, he hadn't celebrated in years, or if it makes you nuts, kind of like George, you know, where he's losing it, you know, listening to that. I can start here, and basically it's a very broad brush. Give me anything WWE, WWF it be WWF then. Basically, between WrestleMania 3, WrestleMania 8. Or if you give me the attitude, like the Monday Night Wars, that first set of that, and man, I can just watch that all day. Like the, the Attitude Era versus, you know, the WCW versus the NWO, like that kind of stuff. That's my sweet spot. That old school wrestling, like between WrestleMania 3, WrestleMania 8 was some of the most fun, it's some of like those core memories for me. Like my very early fandom that oh man, this is great. Even if it's not as flashy, you know, some of it may not be considered as good, I still just I can go back and watch it all day. You know, just turn it on, leave it on you know, and just enjoy. And it takes me to that sweet spot, you know, reminding me of why, you know, I celebrate wrestling.
1: I'm a little disappointed that you're putting the cutoff at eight.
2: That was probably the most influential. Nine was, it was starting to dip. You're
1: starting to dip. Yeah. Nine was great. Eh. Crush.
2: Eh. Yeah. 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 Crush was there in nine. So that, that great. Beat.
1: I love WrestleMania nine. You sure about that?
0: Love it. I think we covered that one, man. That was our first ever episode. Of course, we covered it. <laughs> I don't remember you having a glowing review of it, but
1: I've watched it again since. Man, I love it. I love nine. Anyways, now your cassette tapes, man. That's what we're talking about now. I know. I know you have a big connection with WrestleMania eight. Like I know yes. main event, you and your brother. All like I. I know all that. Is there an event, maybe outside of a mania or a? a show, whether it be a Saturday night's main event, a Monday night raw, anything like that, that you'll go back to that specific event, you know, maybe not, a, a, maybe not one of the big four, maybe one of the big four, but one that you go back that really, really sets you in.
2: There's an episode of Saturday night's main event. Uh, we had it, uh VHS recorded, you know, the cassette tapes, so to speak. And uh, we had it recorded for years. I don't recall how many times it was ahead of Survivor Series. I know that, but that was when the Million Dollar Man was paired with Zeus, hmm. and that's the one where he told Hogan to break, or he told him to break Hogan's neck after the interference in the match. And he said, like, "Break his neck, break his <laughs> neck," and so Zeus just wrenches Hogan's neck, and he flops like a fish for like ten minutes. Solid, you know. Seems. There's bits of that, so Rick Martell and Tito had teams fighting against each other, and so when Martell is being interviewed ahead of time, uh Slick is there and he's all he's getting excited and everything, he's got a little surprise for Tito, and they brought out their whole Survivor series team. So you had uh Martell, Team, Bossman, and ah, oh, it just escaped me the fourth member it literally just jumped out of my head well, then tito comes out and sees all of this in the ring and you know just kind of staring him down like come on tito come on and so tito starts calling out and you hear the red roosters theme song <laughs> you hear the beefcakes theme song and then you hear the american dream i'm not going to sing it here but it, it fires up and it's when Dusty had stole the big boss man's hat and not stick, oh. and he's coming out dancing with that. Just fond memories, man.
1: What was, I don't even remember Red Rooster's music. If it didn't start off with a, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a waste. Did it?
2: That's what it did, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Maybe
1: I choose not to remember <laughs> Red Rooster. <laughs> Dude, what uh,
0: What? are your cassette tape, man? wish I knew where my cassette tape collection was it, sure. it,
1: wasn't it wasn't it robbed out of your car in the alley
0: <laughs> yeah like yeah i got robbed a couple times in the alley there <laughs> Glad i don't live over there anymore yeah i mean i agree with what al was saying i mean the the ridiculous gimmicks and the jobs that the guys had you know i really i really got into those characters you know i mean Everybody either had a job or they were like an unhinged crazy
2: guy. Yeah, I remember the fourth guy now. Is the third best intercontinental champion ever? That honky donky man. Second. Oh, but yeah, honky donk. Third, and that's that's questionable. That's the right, baby. right,
1: right. I like how, I like how you're saying third, but meaning second. Uh no. So, so, so Duke, what that is there? Do you have one of those uh, events that you? Yeah, kind of your comfort food when it comes to the cassette tape.
0: WrestleMania three, good one. It was far superior to the first two, right? And that was one of the first Manias events that I ever watched. Uh, I can always go back to that one. I didn't much care for the first couple of Rumbles, but I mean the I guess ninety through ninety two Rumbles are some favorites as well. But there wasn't there wasn't much about that era that I that I hated. Yeah.
1: That's It's a, it's an easy era of wrestling to love and to get behind and watch and digest. And I, I'm right with you. And for me, it's almost kind of like a, it's a mixture of so many things because I love, I love that, that era that Al's talking about that three to eight. I I love that nine, 10, like one of the things I love doing too is going back and watching ones that people don't necessarily love. WrestleMania 11. Right? WrestleMania 11, a lot of people say that's the worst WrestleMania. Guess what? It's not very good. But I love watching it. Like it's it's not like watching dying WCW, right? It's not bad like that. It's a different kind of bad, but it's almost like endearing to me in, in, in the way in, in the way that it is bad. So I'll watch those, man. I I love going back and watching. You said the, the early Rumbles didn't do much for you, man. You go back and watch Royal Rumble 89. Andre just kicking ass like that. That'll change you right there. Just go watch it tonight. It's f- fantastic. The other thing that I like to do, too, talking about tapes, reminding me, watching early 90s WCW, because in one show it can be the worst of the worst, and the best of the best in one show, and like I always say, wrestling's a variety show, but it's a different kind of variety show when you when you're talking early '90s WCW. You know, you got the Ding Dongs, and then you got Larry Legend. Right? Like, it's just all over the place. Those
2: are different things, Ding Dongs <sighs> and Larry Legend.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why don't
2: you value Bruno Sammartino? Why don't you
1: sit on your nuts again? Son of a bitch. Uh, (laughs) But there's not, like, for me, there's not much wrestling that I don't. Like, I can't, it was a hard time watching the dying days of WCW. It's been a hard run watching TNA. But I still, like, find some type of comfort and enjoyment out of watching pretty much any wrestling. Uh, If I were to pick an event, like, recently I've been watching a lot of the old Saturday Night's Main event. Been loving those. Uh, I flipped over to a little early night show the other day. love those like pre n w o era like on the flip side of that, going into like the middle to the end of the original n w o run hate watching it so like <laughs> but that it's it's such a any type of wrestling man any type uh, those still my cassette tapes
2: is wrestling heard <laughs> that good wrestling it's your. Set tape. They're just wrestling in general. It can be the bad It can, I mean it can
1: be. I mean a lot of people don't like the early in your house stuff.
2: So you you're gonna turn on TNA after we finished recording this? No um, DNA?
1: No, I'm not. No, I'm not.
2: <laughs> you don't want to watch uh Sin or Greed or you know anything like that, no? I
1: don't want to watch those anymore, man. I've I've seen them.
2: I've endured.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not good, but even like even watching those those events there was there was some entertainment value in it even though it was like because they were so bad. I don't know, that's I guess maybe I'm at that that spot with watching wrestling where even watching bad wrestling I can be like, "Okay, let's it's it's like that that like I said before. It's the entertainingly bad, right? That's 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 the part that I get out of it.
2: Yeah, it's not entertaining. We will move on. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, we could talk about old wrestling all day. I mean we, we have a podcast for that. That's that's some of the things we do. But we will uh move on to next. So in the story of Festivus, Elaine's part in this particular episode of Seinfeld is all revolving around this atomic subcard. <laughs> so she accidentally gives her fake number to the guy in the denim vest who was creeping her out, but she realized it was on the back of her atomic subcard where she had eaten 23 sandwiches, and the 24th is free, in which Jerry jokingly said, is there a hat involved with this? Does like, <laughs> she get to be a submarine captain? She's like, maybe. <laughs> but... And, you know, there's points where she's trying to get it back, and she's so flustered and so taken aback. And the H&H bagels guy's like, lady, I'll make you a sandwich. And she's like, I want the one I earned. But uh, as far as uh, we're going to talk about as the topic, the atomic subcard, the thing you want back in wrestling. You know, the, the thing you want back in wrestling. And mine is two words protected finishers good i miss a day when you hit somebody with a finisher and that was it, it was a finisher that's where the name came from it's supposed to finish them not you know stun them not you know oh you got to hit me with five of these and then maybe you'll get two and three quarters you know the, no it's it was the finisher you know when Arn Anderson when Jake Snake Roberts hit you with a DDT, done. Sid Vicious Tower bombed you, done. You know the uh, Stone Cold Stunner, the RKO Diamond Cutter. I mean, we can go through finishers all day.
1: But Papa Shango's Shoulder Breaker,
2: Shoulder Breaker, done. <laughs> you know <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the Beverly Brothers. The what was well, that? They, they actually the did hats. kill the
1: person. <laughs>
2: yeah. What was it? The Shaker Heights Drop or something <laughs> like it was. that's murder that's what that's called straight up murder but I mean like that's the thing is I feel like in wrestling right now there's one semi protected finisher and that's it and it's the one winged angel two people you know that's one of the big things that they talk about two people have ever kicked out of that one winged angel by Kenny Omega hangman to take the belt that time which made it special you know that's the thing that you know they were partners they were friends you know tearing good storytelling back when i loved hangman uh but it was special you know that's the thing it should be special it should not be every match especially your champions finisher yeah but your champions finisher alone should be special if you've got a monster his finisher should be special talk amongst yourself boys that's that's yeah. where I'm at. That's my uh, atomic sub I want it back.
1: I love it, man. I love it. And The thing that I love about that too, is that for me, having those protected finishers gave you another layer of uh storytelling device within the confines of the match itself. He's working to get to the finisher. He's softening up the legs. He's whatever it is, whoever he's, he's, Attacking the back, so they're not going to be able to pick up for the power bomb. Like it was a great storytelling device within the confines of the match. Without the protected finishers, you don't have that device. That's that's gone now. So, I I I love it, man.
2: Yeah, you're able to uh, suspend disbelief yeah. for just a few minutes, and Fave is real again. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not a new thing.
0: Back at TNA, I mean. We just covered an event where Sabu got slammed on some tacks, and that should have been it. And for whatever reason, he kicked out so that they could get another spot in. I think you said something like, "I almost turned the show off because you know because like (laughs) they're doing it wrong, you know." And we've talked about that before, and I I totally agree. You know, it's not a finisher. If you're facing a guy with a devastating finisher, you got to be on the defense. You got to be watching out for that hold. You know. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, then it takes away. Like people are cheering then for spots and not connecting with the performers. I mean, when they're kicking out of, they're kicking out a finisher after finisher after. Finisher, they're kicking out a crazy, you know, move after crazy move after crazy move. You're just you're cheering for spots and not performers, and you can't connect with a spot. You can connect with a performer. It doesn't. To me, it really doesn't help. Just wrestling in general
2: you fellows have a greatest finisher of all time not necessarily the move but like a moment i've got mine wow it was a uh, wrestlemania and uh this uh cat that's a, a champ right now uh, mr rollins when he fought randy orton and went to hit that stomp launched up in the air and randy hit him with that rko uh, one of the best things that i've just I still, from watching that the first time, can't get over that one. Like, every time I see it, like, on Reels or something on Instagram, I'm like, oh, man, here it is again. Like, this is so awesome. Because everybody thought, you know, oh, here comes Seth. He's just going to stomp him, and it's over.
0: Anytime I see a Canadian Destroyer, it knocks my socks off. Oh,
1: you're such a piece of shit.
0: You know I'm right.
1: No, you're wrong. The Canadian Destroyer sucks.
0: Golly. Well, what's your finisher there? No, you're uh, wrong, Colonel Sanders. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, one of the things that jumped out to me right away when you said, "Do, do I have a you know uh, greatest finish of all time?" As, as far as like that goes, part of it I think is probably the ride, but HBK, Stone Cold Steve Austin, WrestleMania fourteen. I wasn't reading any sheets at the time. I didn't know what was going on. Michaels was leaving, anything like that. Didn't know if HBK was going to win. Didn't know if Austin was going to win. The finishing sequence to the stunner for Austin to get his first championship, that one always sticks out to me. Always sticks out to me. Sweet chin, nope. Flip him around, kick to the... like it. It's fantastic. The only thing that I don't like is that Tyson counted the three. I still don't like that for whatever reason, but like that's a great that's a great situation where it's you had a ride all the way to the title, and then you had him hit his finish, and he only hit one, only hit one stunner, and that was that. Mm-hmm. That was that to me will stick out as one of definitely one of my top, definitely one of my top moment as far as like finishes
0: go. That's a good one, man, Mister Canadian Destroyer. What uh, what do you got? for something that I want back.
1: Oh, I'll ask what you got to got got to finish. Greatest finish. Favorite AD finish. AD destroyer.
2: You said it already. Yeah, you are a piece of
1: shit. Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your sub card, you bitch?
0: So, this is something that we want back even if it's not the greatest. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't have to be the greatest. You just want it back. All right, can I can I defer to uh, to Rogue here? Oh yeah, I got one ready. You, you got one. All right. I also have two words: blue
1: cage. Tired of the chain link. Tired of the chain link, man. And the problem, like I think the the one of the the things that frustrates me is that I, the last blue cage match I remember is SummerSlam. Helmsley and Mankind. It's the last one I remember. I love that damn blue cage. I don't like the chain link f- cage. I don't like that they have platforms on the chain link cage. I, that bogs, bogs it bugs the hell out of me. Like, why do we have these big fuck platforms on the top of the cage for people to jump off? It, it, you're really ruining it for me. Bring me back to you sense your spots. I don't want my spots, damn it. I want I want my wrestling back.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want your arm bars?
1: Yeah, I want my arm bars, my nerve holds, all that good
2: stuff. Wrist lock. Yeah, somebody grab a headlock. You know. Yeah,
1: grab a headlock. Drop down. You know what to do. But <laughs> like, I just, I, I really love the blue cage. And. They took it away, and I haven't seen it in far too long, and I want it back. And the other thing that they did is they they is they put in a red hell in a cell. Ugh. that's a damn eyesore. I was okay with the chain link hell in a cell. I get that, but you're going to give me a red hell in a cell, and you're not going to give me a GD blue cage. Bring back
0: baby blue.
2: It is a classic. Yeah, I concur wholeheartedly.
0: That's... I mean, you're probably right. I don't think I've seen it in, like, 25 years either.
1: Well, and it doesn't even have to be blue, right? I think Saint Valentine's Day Massacre that was black, that's fine. I just want that style cage back. I prefer it to be blue, but I—I'm—I I, I don't want the chain link anymore. I'm fed up with the chain link.
0: I got one, man. Oh, good.
1: If you say Canadian Destroyer, I'm ending it.
0: I think they should bring back the King of the Ring, man. Beautiful. I've gone back and and I've been watching some golden era stuff lately too, and that effectively acted as a title, you know, or as like a a plot device, right?
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, a guy doesn't have to be the champion to be the king. It's always fun, you know. They've had they've had them sporadically for the past like ten years, but it's not a it's not a regular thing. Right. I just think that's like it's. Uh, it's simple, it worked, I don't know why they got rid of it, but I always like seeing uh, folks battle over the crown.
1: So I, I, I've i said for a long time that they should always have the King of the Ring, it tur- should still be a, the tournament every year, but I think that you also give the winner of the King of the Ring the title shot at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. I think that's...
0: Makes sense. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that that's that's absolutely the way to go. Oh, I got another one I want to throw at you. <sighs> can I? Can I do another? I got a second one. Get I want up back. Yeah. Survivor Series. Give me Survivor Series with traditional four on four, not this brand supremacy SmackDown versus Rob BS. Give me teams of four. You can go teams of five if you want, I guess, like they, they did in the beginning. But I loved teams of four, and those were the matches. All the matches were Survivor Series matches. And you know what I love even more? The Ultimate Survival. Match. Give me. Like, that was one. I think we all agree. That was one of the most fun Survivor Series to watch. Right? was the Ultimate
2: Survival. They only did it once. That's, all Survivors, plural. Those that part. Are-
1: yeah, no, that part I hated. I don't say the sole survivors, but like when the winners advanced to be in that ultimate survivor match at the end, that was great. I love that. Bring me back regular Survivor Series, man. Bring it back.
0: I agree. Even, I mean, it could have the same sort of template you were talking about with the King of the Ring, right? Um, You know, maybe have four or five Survivor Series matches that a world title match. And then you know have the survivors face off in either you know a traditional Survivor Series match or some sort of a deal to get a shot at the title, you know. Oh. Uh, because that was the only thing I didn't. I mean, there wasn't really any stakes. It was just a good guys versus bad guys. But I mean, there yeah. didn't really need to be stakes for yeah. the Survivor Series. It was its own unique, fun event, and I I agree with you. Well, you if you want to do Survivor it that way, put it on
2: Thanksgiving.
1: You can yep. you can, you can GD mix a little touch of the Battle Bowl in there, then. Oh, winning, yeah. winning Survivor Series teams advance to the Battle Royal at the end of the night. Winner of the Battle Royal gets a title shot
0: at Royal Rumble. There it is.
1: How about that? Well,
0: give it. Give it.
1: But now they, they just give you War Games at Survivor Series, which I don't mind War Games. But War Games should be its own event. Yeah, Mm. it shouldn't be war games that survivor series give me just war games get rid of whatever it is effing what's one of those weird offshoot pay-per-views like great balls of fire get rid of great balls of fire and bring me, you know war games the event give me survivor series the event give me a halloween havoc as a pay-per-view how about that bring back starcade they have so much and they're not doing any of it
0: each of these shows you're mentioning had something special about it. Yes. And it, I don't know, we're lifelong wrestling fans, and to us it doesn't make sense to sway away from that. But All right, what are we, are we down to the last? Uh, no, we still need yours, man. I just told you mine. Oh, King of the Ring Tournament. Oh, yeah, son of a bitch, sorry. you missed I got, it twice in a row. <laughs>
1: you I can't know. Uh, to no, I got, I Come got. Come on, <laughs> man. Listen to me. (laughs) No, I got too fiery, man. I got too fired up about the whole, the whole
2: damn thing. Well, Duke, if you want to start off the next one, then, you know, you can start with Kevin. Then (laughs) Uh, We're going to close out this Festivus episode as we always, you know, enjoy. The best part of Festivus is the airing of grievances. When Frank stands up at the table and starts screaming, I got a lot of problems with you people. And now you're going to hear about them. Because you know he was going to tell you what you have done wrong throughout the year, so we will begin our airing of grievances. Does anyone want to begin? Or do you, like I said, I've I've watched the episode and I've seen enough wrestling. I'm you know in enough fandom that I, I've got my grievances. So.
0: Yeah, I could I could start out here and I'll, I know I'll get some flack for this, but you know you can suck it. I got a grievance with CM Punk. Well, episode care. over. <laughs> I don't care if I ever see him again. He worked. Uh, he, he did a worked shoot over a decade ago, and he's the savior of wrestling. I don't know. I've seen enough of him, man.
2: Kevin's making a home alone face, you know, right now. I thought his screen had frozen.
0: What is so great about this guy? He seems like he's more of a problem than he's worth.
1: You're sounding like he's, more of a problem than he's, he's worth. <laughs>
0: Answer the question, man. He did a work shoot that everybody went crazy over ten, twelve years ago. It wasn't even. It's just because wrestling was so bad at that time that it registered on the radar. I'm not saying I don't like CM Punk. I'm saying is he's more of a hassle than he's worth. I 100 percent disagree. I knew you would. Good. So you could suck it. You can suck it. I got a lot of problems with you right now.
1: Am I on your grievances? You you just put yourself on the list. That's for damn sure, buddy boy. Great in the ring. Great on the mic. Knows how to tell a story. He's a throwback to your traditional style of wrestling. The style of wrestling we just talked about loving so fucking much. And now you're like, I don't care if I ever see him again. Why don't you go Canadian destroy your own dick? He's a
0: jackass, man.
1: You're sounding like a (laughs) jackass. He's
0: one of these guys that, like, what you just said about him, he, you know, he thinks about himself. Which and I he's mean,
1: right if he does.
0: His time is past, man. Your time is passed. I knew let's I'd get, get some flack for that. It's so. getting a little
1: bit past my bedtime, and I'm getting cranky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, that shocks uh, me. That shocks
1: me. Shocks
0: he's you, not bigger than the fucking that, industry, man. Of course he's not. he's not.
1: Of course he's not. Nobody is.
0: Guy kind of acts like he is, and I'm glad that he got fired. I don't understand you because maybe that humbled his bitch ass. Like
1: his, (laughs) he he got hired from AEW because he wasn't part of the cool kids group.
0: It's one of these guys that, like, to guys like you and many other wrestling fans, he could do no wrong. But I think he's a jackass. What other grievances you got? (laughs) Well, let's pass it around.
1: No, (laughs) what other grievances do you have?
0: That's the big one, man. When he when he came back a couple of years ago, cool. What are we? Am I supposed to freak out again that he's back in the WWE now? I do not care. Why don't you give me a grievance there, They're rogue? Since I've offended you so badly,
1: Al, you better take the next one. <laughs>
2: no. yeah. let Kevin cool down for a minute. Let him take a fiver. As a wrestling fan, I know there is good on you know good products out there. I'm having a hard time watching the new stuff. Just in general, it doesn't fully captivate me. I feel like there's a lot of a dead horse beating, <laughs> you, know, you know, the stuff that people. Oh, but did you see this? And it's like just kind of the same stuff. Like there's not a there's not a lot of innovation. Uh, I, I don't know how well they invest in talent, as far as you know developing new stars that I want to see. I know they get a few here and there. And, you know, there's there's some that it's just like, you know, you turn on the TV, you're flipping through the channels and catch it and it's oh wait, this is this is good stuff. I I don't feel like uh the growth is there like it used to be. I think there needs to be a in in all wrestling circles, more development. We'd need Dusty back so bad teaching these classes on promos some of these young cats just you got to keep the mic out of their hand uh another grievance i have is uh what they're doing with ring of honor (laughs) nothing Nothing. i mean they'll put on a pay-per-view here and there but when they bought it it was oh yeah we're gonna you know we're gonna really enhance this brand we're gonna grow this brand i feel and this is just my opinion. I've got his picture on my closet door here. When Jay died, it's like, okay, we don't know what to do anymore. Yeah. You know, when Jay Briscoe, we lost him. It very much. We don't know what to do anymore. And that's a sad state of affairs. I had a few others. So that one really, that one kind of hit me in the fields. Uh, wrestling figures. There's too many of them. Like, you got to quit stealing my the money. <laughs> <laughs> they know who they're targeting. Um, <laughs> these companies. Got to quit stealing my money already. God. Look, this office is, there are so many wrestling figures. It's not even funny. Yeah, you see so a lot so-
1: of room, though, that I can see.
2: No, no, it's running out. I haven't panned around to show you where all the totes and stuff are here beside me. That I, I'm touching a tote right now, <laughs> but I mean that's no. And I, I love the wrestling figures. Keep, keep growing that. You make great ones, stuff. Not so many of the crappy ones, you know. Peg warmers. Let's let's keep the great ones up. I was trying to think of reasons to get Kevin off, and it's we don't have all night. <laughs> It's yeah. <laughs> a fandom of mediocre wrestling that he tries to tell everyone that's great. Uh, mediocre wrestlers that he tries to sell as something special. I mean, Larry's a bisco. Come on. Come on. Larry Legend. He had to give himself that nickname.
1: I had to kick your ass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he did give himself
0: that nickname.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: I know. About to give you a couple of nicknames there. <laughs> My Island Dancing Boys.
2: But in all seriousness, though, I would love for wrestling, all the stuff that we've talked about, to go back to that where, as, you know, us in our late 30s here, could go and suspend disbelief for just a few minutes and just enjoy that. The last thing I'm going to get the airing of grievances, and we still got it on both sides of the fence, the tribalism and wrestling fans. Just stop. If you don't like it, don't watch. It's okay. You know, that's it, it's okay. And, you know, you want to pick a fight with the other side. You know, life's too short for all that BS. That's that's one of my grievances. It's like, enjoy what you enjoy. And the rest, hey, that's for somebody else. I don't yeah. watch death match wrestling. I don't enjoy it. No. Right. So your grievances,
0: other folks... You're having grievances.
2: Well, the uh, the tribalism that I'm a WWE guy and AEW sucks. Look at these ratings. Look at all um, this WWE. Let, let me get that stuff. Gotta right. spit the Booker's nards out of your mouth to make a statement about <laughs> this company and how bad they are, and how great my company is. That's that's more or less. That's what I see out of the tribalism. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to watch. It's okay. It is. Uh, I'll give you permission. You know, here. You know. <laughs> if you don't like it, you just don't watch. Yeah, look at that.
1: Island <laughs> L just got granted you permission. Thanks, Treehorn. Uh boy, do I got a lot of issues. Got a lot of issues with you people. First of all, Duke, I I you know, I thought we came to a spot where we wouldn't have to do this, but here we are again. Your take on CM Punk. I got a lot of issues with that. All right, that's one. All right. Your newfound love of the fucking flippy guys is driving me nuts. What happened to the guy that loved professional wrestling? Now you want to watch a fucking gymnastics meet? I'm sick of that. That's over. I hate wrestling fans, like Al was saying, with their tribalism. And the, watch the ratings. AEW's doing just fine. Guess what? If they're not even drawing 4,000 people in a 25... 25- 1000 seat arena they're not doing okay they're not i don't care how you want to spin it if you can't sell a quarter of the arena that you've got booked you're in trouble i don't like that they're in trouble but you can't defend the fact you can't you can't defend that they're not in trouble they're in trouble they're not moving tickets how do you think they're making money well the, they're making a lot of revenue from tv they're making a lot of revenue yeah guess what guess what ratings are down nobody wants to watch the show Nobody cares about ratings. Ads, ad sponsors care about ratings. Stop defending it. You're making it worse for everybody. And WWE fans, don't shit on the product. Don't shit on AEW just to shit on AEW. I've had enough of that. Another thing, I'm sick of all the, tur- the tournaments. Stop with your tournaments, Tony Khan. Stop it. All you're doing is playing with your action figures, and I'm tired. I'm tired of watching a grown man play with his action figures. Stop with the tournaments and the belts. Can we have one guy walk to the goddamn ring one time that doesn't have a belt? Vikingo. Vikingo can flip off the side of a 747, all right? And AEW fans, flippy guy fans will go, Oh, did you see him? How many rotations he had? Oh, did he have a lot of rotations? Good. I hope he lands on his fucking head. Stop it with the title belts. Stop it with Vikingo. And you know the other thing that I'm really pissed off about, too? On Twitter, well, yes, Twitter, it's Twitter. Stop it with this ex-bullshit. It's Twitter. <laughs> every every goddamn morning, I open up the app to start scrolling through, and I see somebody post, give me your honest thoughts on the repo man. What are your, what are your honest, your honest thoughts, thoughts on this performer? Give me your honest thoughts. If they're my thoughts, why would I yeah, lie to you about them in the first place, you jackass? And you don't give a shit about my honest thoughts I've never met you before you don't give a shit about anybody's honest thoughts of give, give them before give me give me your honest thoughts about Molly Holly. No, you know what my honest thought is stop stop it you're just trying to get people to inter- oh that way if I put out give me your honest thoughts and I, I open up my phone and look I got oh I got seven hundred Twitter messages to look at no you don't you're farming for fucking activity and i'm sick of it And it's the stupidest shit to post a post a picture of tarantula give me your honest thoughts on tarantula
2: shut up just shut up thoughts on tarantula i'm more of a mosaic guy myself
1: you would be more of a mosaic guy (laughs) i hate seeing it man every time i bet you right now i open up that app I bet you I scroll no less than three minutes and I see somebody posting some bullshit about, give me your honest thoughts. Give, give me your honest thoughts about Jushin Thunder Liger from a, from a goddamn kid that doesn't know Jushin Thunder Liger. Somebody post, give me your honest thoughts on Bad News, bad news Brown. Give me your honest thoughts. Give- I'm, I'm fucking losing him. I'm getting pissed. <laughs> Give me your honest what? thoughts on Dusty Rhodes from a kid that wasn't alive to see Dusty Rhodes perform! Shut up!
2: I thought you went all Frank Costanza for us just then. Oh, uh, man. You what about screw the silk sheet with a baby! <laughs> I lost my train of thought.
0: <laughs> what do you think about the uh, referee's discretion?
1: Another thing! <laughs> The referee's discretion. Yeah. And this is this is predominantly an AEW thing, and you find it here and there in WWE, too. Rules. Rules have to matter. There has to be a reason for the heel to break the rules. It's a device within the confines of a wrestling match. And then when you go, oh, I can't control this bullshit, it's a disc. End the match. Disqualify the match. Don't go, oh, hands up. And you know what else I'm tired of, too? Aubrey fucking Edwards. All right. She has gotten a, She's gotten a lot better. She's gotten a lot better the last, say, four or five months. But I can't watch one match of her without her horse head fucking making the weirdest, goofiest. Fuck. She's a caricature of herself. The match isn't about you, bitch. Stop it. <laughs> Referee is supposed to be, it's a background player, right? Until they're called upon, and then they do their spot, and then they fade back into the background. With her, she might as well be slick, dancing around the ring, shucking and jiving. Ah, oh, man. And people love her. People think she's great. She sucks.
0: Well, she's no jive soul, bro. That's That's for sure.
1: Yeah, and that's another thing, too. You, you say, Jive Soul, bro, I'm thinking slick dancing. I'm tired of seeing Prince Nana dance, too. Enough with that bullshit. You know why? Because he's a manager. He's an accent piece. You know what he's doing? He's overshadowing. He walks out and he does this stupid fucking dance that he does. Everybody in the crowds dancing with him. They think it's so cool. You're, that's not supposed to happen. The manager's not supposed to be more over than anybody else he manages. He's an accent piece. He's supposed to draw heat. And I don't even remember the guy's name that manages the flippy guys. He wears these damn football gloves or batting gloves. What the hell? Why are you wearing batting gloves? You're a manager. We, you? You're thinking you're going up to pitch hit for Frank Thomas? You're not.
0: Does he bring a ball bat out there?
1: No. He doesn't bring a ball. he wears like a mechanics jacket and he wears batting gloves and he runs around the ring like an idiot while his guys sit in the ring and do your favorite thing, their gymnastics routine. That's another thing about the gymnastics routine thing that sucks. In those matches, countless times, you know what you see? A guy just standing and waiting. Just standing and waiting. Are you going to fall on me now? Do I catch you now? That didn't happen when I was watching the cruiserweight division, circa 1996. The man just float. They just don't fall. <laughs> they're waiting. They're just standing back and they're waiting for people to fall on them. Man, that's not wrestling. Wrestling's not. The, yo, that's another thing too in wrestling that pisses me off. When they sit down, or they like, oh, you hit me, and then I'll hit you, and then you hit me, and then I'll hit you. I hate that spot. Get into a real fucking fight and see how many times you go, okay, you hit me, and then I'll hit you. Okay, now you hit me. Okay, then I'll hit you. or those, over
0: here. I need to power bomb you.
1: <laughs> right. Or those, you know, those, those, fun, those, I think they call them the machine gun chops that Eddie Kingston does. He can eat a dick. Oh, he's doing little baby fucking patty cake on a guy's chest. Yeah, da, 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 No. Give me a knife edge chop. Don't give me these little fucking patty-cake chops. Oh, are they quick chops? they quick chops that good? That make them hurt now? No, stop it.
2: You want Walter chops?
1: Yes, I want Walter chops. You see what he does. little <laughs> That doesn't hurt.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Golly, pisses me
2: off. Mm, that escalated quickly. Got to keep your head on a swivel and airing grievances.
1: I told you I got a lot of problems. I got a lot of of issues here.
0: You got anything else?
1: Yeah, I do. All right. This whole devil thing in AEW, it doesn't matter who they reveal. It's likely going to suck. There's only one guy that it could be where I'm going to go, you know what? That's not bad. And it's Dolph Ziggler. And that's another thing, too. Dolph Ziggler was one of the most talented performers of our generation on the mic in the ring, no matter what. And for whatever reason, I don't know what it is. There's something else going on there. He should have been a multi-time champion for many days over. He should have headlined WrestleMania. He has all the skills you need and they cut him. They cut him because you could whoever you want. It, business decision is fine, but He's got to go somewhere, and he's got to succeed. He has absolutely every one of the tools. When he was doing that, it should have been me angle that he was doing. It was brilliant, and he was knocking it out of the park, and they fucking dropped it. And you know what? They dropped the ball with that that whole damn thing. One guy can be the devil. In my, in my book, one guy can be this mysterious devil, and it's Dolph Ziggler. If it's Jungle Boy, I might throw something through my TV set.
0: I'd like to see the zigzag band.
1: Yeah, I'd love to see him too, but he's going to show up at AEW and they're going to do stop, start booking that they do. He's going to show up. He's not going to get along with the Young Bucks and Kenny. Can't be one of Tony's guys. And then all of a sudden they're going to be like, hey, Jack, why don't you go get in a fight with him again? And you'll really be the devil. Like, nah, it sucks. That's another thing too. Tony Khan, could you stop it? Stop it. You had good ticket sales at Wembley. I still think he bought the remaining tickets. I still believe that's a thing. Because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you buy the rest of the tickets? And say, I sold more tickets for any event than anybody else. I think he bought the rest of the tickets. I don't think that they're fair numbers. Anyways, you come out and you, every time, blink. Why don't you try blinking every time? Like, every now and again, just so we know that you're alive.
2: Yeah. His, uh, his special announcements. That's a, that's a grievance of mine that, you know, Hey, tonight, tune in big announcement. And, and we got the,
1: the best show in the world with the best performers in the world. I mean, you know, you got some fine performers. You ain't got Dick for story.
2: The last time he made an announcement that I actually cared, actually cared about was when CM Punk debuted. Yeah. He came out at the start of that episode. Like, Basically, we're not going to make you guys wait long. Yeah. And that was it.
1: Yeah. Now he's just announcing another title and another belt and it, and another thing. Would you? Why do you got wrinkled-ass suit that you're wearing, all right? You're a billionaire. You're not a billionaire. Let me take that back. You're the son of a billionaire. That's another thing. I did a little deep dive on Tony Khan. He's never worked a fucking job for any company that his dad didn't own. Eat a dick, Tony Khan.
0: Yeah, I can't argue with that. I've, I haven't paid as close. Most- of attention to the as you fellas probably but it seems like every time i do tune in he's there is he pretty much there at every show
1: yeah i mean he's not always on screen every show he could but die. he's
2: there in the back hey guys what do you think we should do here and um, should we, we put have brandon a- on the show <laughs> 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 now i don't have to blink for 45 minutes
0: Yeah, Yeah. Dad owns the Jags, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Father of a Jag, too. Yeah, yeah, real Jag.
0: (laughs) That was a hell of an airing of grievances, there, man. Last call. You got any? Got any more? (laughs) Just give me a second here. (laughs)
1: No, I mean I do of course, but no, I think I think I've I think I've let enough out. I <laughs> we, we gotta put the genie back in the bottle here.
2: Yeah, that is the uh, we won't end with the pizza string, you know, as they do on Messifist. You know, we're not there to uh, Kevin and Duke to wrestle uh Duke to hit Kevin with the Canadian destroyer and we call it a night, you know. No,
1: oh, yeah. no, Al, no, 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 no. All right, you're gonna get me fired up again here. <laughs> All right, you tell me right now, Island L, Mr. Treehorn himself, the lover boy, you talk to me about a Canadian Destroyer because they're using it as a setup move. It's a bitch move. What do you? What are your thoughts? Give me your honest opinion on the Canadian Destroyer.
2: Why are you being that guy now, Kevin? You just want baits and likes and all this other stuff. And look at me, how special I am. <laughs> no, the, uh, I feel like it was when... It- it was first introduced a more devastating move, and then ah. it's been just kind of watered down over time to where, like you said, it's a setup move now.
0: And it should that never should be, not a be a setup, setup move.
2: move. No, it shouldn't be. But half of the, the flippy-dippy acrobat that's, oh, we're going to set something up. And, oh, Canadian Destroyer! and Excalibur, you know, creates a moon stem and, you know, all this stuff. that Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, th- I think part of my fascination from it might be that we don't... We haven't gotten a chance to see it a lot. You know, he always goes for it, but he, he never seems to connect on uh, at least the episodes we've been covering with TNA.
1: Yeah, you can see about three of them every AEW episode. Mm.
0: Yeah. 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 Should we talk on what bad? All right. Hell.
1: it's... Sorry, I made this uh
0: <laughs> I,
1: I I upped the rating for this this, this yeah. episode. We're up in that, that MA now. <laughs> you,
2: you upped your blood pressure for this episode. For yeah, sure. That's true, man. <laughs> but uh you can uh find all of us on Twitter or X if you're in a hole like that. X. You know, uh Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at GBW Pods. You can find our shows, the Year of Duke and Rogue podcast at Europod. Pod. You can find the Top Pod at Top Pod on uh, Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Gorilla Brain Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at GBW Pods. And if you want to buy any of our officially licensed merch, you go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Gorilla Brain. You can find it there. i uh, give some shout-outs to some of our partners and sponsors. I want to thank the J&J boys at J&J Figures. You can go to jjfigures.com uh, Find those missing action figures for your collection. You can find them on all the socials. J-A-N-D-J Figures. Uh, you can find them on Instagram, Twitter, now. What uh, whatnot. is where you want to find them. Though, yeah. because that's the J&J app. It's the same thing. J-A-N-D-J Figures. Uh, Shout out uh our sponsor, It Golf. If you're uh like me and hit the links, don't quite you know, do it to go pro. You're just going to have a good time. You get Shank it golf apparel, shankitgolf.com. Use the code GBWPod, save yourself fifteen percent.
1: Before you hit those links, you're probably gonna need something to get you up, right? You're supposed to get maybe get a little energy going. max right? you wanna get you when you're out on out the links and you're swinging those clubs looking finding your shank apparel. You want to have the energy to get through 18, right? You don't want to do just the front nine or just the back nine. Oh, yeah. You want 18 holes. Oh, yeah. And to get yourself the energy to go through those 18 holes, you're going to need a little rogue energy. And you can save yourself a little bit of money at checkout by entering that promo code GBWPODS. That's GBWPODS rogue energy. I, I love the rocket pop, I love the black cherry. I love the kiwi strawberry. I love them all. They're great flavors. Go get your, go get yourself code rolling Energy. It's promo code GBW. And then hit the links in your shanked apparel. How's the uh, Have we talked to the people over at Skanket Apparel yet?
2: Not yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, we just talked to you, Kevin. We're good. <laughs> Man.
0: Right, well, so, happy Festivus, guys.
1: Yeah, man. Happy Festivus. So on the on the lighter side, I just want to say thank you very much to everybody out there that uh, spent, uh, spent the time to with us while we're talking this Festivus special episode number two, the second annual Festivus episode. Uh, I want to thank everybody for you know, listening to all of our all of our shows, all of our broadcasts, whether it be Tots, whether it be Europe Duke and Rogue, or whether it be uh, our Gorilla Brain specials. Man, we appreciate all of you you guys taking the time to listen. Listen to us and hang out with us. Happy holiday, Merry Christmas, whatever it is you celebrate, I I don't give a shit. I hope you're happy, I hope you're having a good time, I hope you and yours are well. So with that everybody, slide one
2: in there.